to relay this message and get it through to your children that that is the most important thing is living in a way in which you let your heart guide you and the magic that's inside you and the magic in that power move of saying yes to your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the new Carganilla Online Variety Entertainment Podcast. Leading off, your host, Paul Carganilla. Hello, I'm Paul Carganilla, and I am so happy to welcome you to the Carganilla Online Variety Entertainment Podcast, a new weekly podcast in which my friends and I will fill your feed with a wide variety of entertainment offerings, including, but not limited to, music, poetry, dramatic readings, special guest interviews, and so much more. I'm also hoping that this podcast will not just entertain you, but also inspire you in different aspects of life. We'll offer some thoughts, musings, and encouragement along the way to make this show something that hopefully raises the positive vibrations around you in your life in some form or another. As a throwback to the old variety shows of the past, each Cove episode will feature a new grab bag of fun, positive things to listen to, to however or whenever you enjoy your podcasts. So I hope you'll subscribe and bring our new variety show along with you. Uh, Also important to note that the audio from each episode is pulled from a YouTube live stream on the Vaudacity Network YouTube channel. So if you'd like to not just listen to, but watch the show, the video version is available as well. And you can find a link to that playlist in the show notes. Uh, And as mentioned at the end of episode one, our, our Cove community is composed of amazing performers and human beings. I'm so excited to introduce you to them along the way in each episode. Um, more, we'll just bring in more and more friends and get to know them and enjoy their talents and skills. And I'm so happy and excited to introduce you to two new am- amazing humans today. They're not like new humans, like they're babies, but they it's their first time on the show. Uh, and the theme for this episode is really a continuation of the conversation we had at the end of episode one. We're talking about listening to and following your heart today. So uh, I'd like to introduce uh, producer Craig Jackman. Come on back to the show. And oh, yes, we're excited to welcome our friends, Wendy Walker and Darren Ingram. Welcome, everybody. Wow. And welcome to the show, you guys. How are you? How was episode one? Oh, so much fun. I mean, you, you, you're going to listen to it, right? I guess. But I don't want to spoil anything for you. All right, fine. Right. So those of you that have not listened to it right now, go back and listen to it. Or listen to it after. Well, yes, right yes, now. after. Whatever orders. <laughs> Later today, maybe. Later today. Make sure you, you get to it when you can. Um, one by one, I'll just let people know. I met Miss Wendy Walker as uh, theme theme park performers. We worked at Disney. She's, I mean, she still works out there at the Disneyland parks. But in my time there, um, she was involved in a show called The Mad Tea Party, which I was not actually a member of the cast, but my wife was. So I was just a super fan of the whole band and Wendy Walker, DJ Wendy Walker. And gosh, how long ago would that have been that I met you? Like 11 years, 12 years? Yeah, it was 11 years. It was 2012. Yeah, 11 years ago. Wow. I mean, like I've said many times, when they put all of us, when we got cast, which is another like 
fun story for another time. But when we got cast, they put us all in a room, all the DJs, all the performers. And the director was like, this show is going to change your life. And I was like, it's just a show at a theme park. Settle down. But seriously, like my very best friends are from Mad Tea Party. And I got to meet you and Jamie and like, seriously, all my extended family is from that show. That show changed my life. And I'll add not just the performers that we made lifelong friends with, but the whole community of like pass holders that would come and enjoy the show. That's how I met Craig Jackman and just so many people who are like family, family, literal family to me now. Uh, We met through this theme park show. It changed our lives. Wild, wild. Well, we'll we'll find out more about the rest of her life before I met her uh, in just a minute. But I also wanted to mention how I met Darren. And this is a fun story. Well, it was COVID. I was the loser. My, <laughs> oh, come on. That's how he met me. I was a loser. <laughs> During COVID, my wife, Jamie, decided to enter a local, the High Street Arts Center here in Park, And they, during COVID, did this virtual talent show, basically. Yes. And Darren and his son Skyler were Lost. competing and they Jamie ended up winning it. That's wiped what. the floor with us. <laughs> uh, but Darren actually was asked by the High Street Art Center to host a, an interview with with Jamie after she won the the contest. Beat and, everybody up. Yep. <laughs> and that's how that's how I met Darren. And then we asked him to come on on the Polly's Online Variety Show that we had going on every week. And he came on. And now uh, I couldn't love this man anymore. And I adore him and I respect him with every ounce of my being. And I'm so glad you're here. All right. So let's we started something since you haven't heard episode one yet. We started something in episode one that was tell us everything about yourself in 60 seconds or less. And so like. As much as you possibly can, uh, we're going to see if you can interse- introduce yourself to our audience in 60 seconds or less. Who wants to go first? So chivalrous of you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, the Wendy's because you, if you're only listening, when, when you did the, the double lip purse thing, like, hmm. <laughs> then she actually raised her hand. When yeah. <laughs> Well, since she uh, so bravely volunteered, let's start with Wendy Walker. Are you ready? I am ready. Three. Yes. Two. And hi, everyone. My name is Wendy Walker, and I am married to the amazing Chris Martin. I have three gorgeous, talented, beautiful children, and uh, Julian, Adrian, they are musicians. Willow is an artist and creative, and uh, this is Lilu, our new puppy. My background is musical theater, and I'm also a music nerd, so I am also a DJ, and I met this gang at Disneyland. Are we 60 seconds? I can do more. I, I love Gene Kelly and Judy Garland movies. Hello time. I've only had 30 seconds. Okay. Um, let me tell you a story about Paul. When <laughs> I first met Paul, I think you were in the audience and you were like, that's my wife. And it was the cutest, most amazing moment. So yeah, that's my life. I told you everything. I don't know if, if I even have a story left over for the show. Cause that oh. was me. Well, you you actually so far hold the record. She she was done talking about herself in 33 seconds. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and if there's Yay. other things we need to learn, I guess I suppose we will along the way on this Cove journey. And scene. Sorry. <laughs> Matthew King in the live chat mentions uh, she also roller skates. I roller skate as well. Thank you. That will tack on to my 33 minutes. I, I do love to roller skate. Well, uh, we'll just call it 35 seconds then. Okay. Uh, great job. And Darren Ingram, <laughs> are you ready? Sure. Tell us everything about Darren Ingram in 60 seconds or left. And three, two. Hi, my name is Darren Ingram. I am the father of two amazing kids, the husband of an even more amazing wife. I am a, the friend of animals and a writer, director, actor, producer, singer, blah, 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 blah. Lots of hyphens in that background. Generally speaking, I like to do anything creative all the time. Just opened up a performing arts studio in Moorpark, California. Come see us, Encore Studios. Just got published in a, as a playwright, just got published as a novelist. And so, so far, finishing up a pilot series as well. So lots of different things. Uh, used to be really good looking and in shape and skinny. Now I'm just a frumpy old fat guy. And I'm happy with that because I did all the things that the skinny people do. And now I get to be the older fat guy angry yelling at people on his lawn. So it's exciting. And I'm under 45 seconds. So I'm done. <laughs> yes. Clock jet 50. Damn it. But nice. great job. I feel like I know both of you so much more than I did before. Now, <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned something, lots of things, Darren, actually, that fit our theme for the episode so, so perfectly. And that is listening to and following your heart. Um, you just mentioned that you just opened. A th I, I didn't know it was public. You were allowed to announce it in public. But we, so we have we have the name. We have the uh, LLC. We have. The location and we just got ourselves the account so we're talking about it now trying to drum up some some interest before we have a real grand opening we don't or our grand opening will likely be beginning of august but our soft opening will likely be in july um but yes we are my wife and i are opening up a performing arts studio so that would be acting singing dance tv writing workshops audition technique and so forth uh some of them continuing classes and some of them workshops uh as they tend to be audition workshops tend to be workshops and dancing tends to be ongoing things like that uh, we're super excited we wanted to do it for our entire lives and we're finally just sort of pulling the trigger because the opportunity created itself and i think that is fascinating i just got goosebumps hearing you say that because there there are things like that me starting a podcast was an idea i had four or five years ago and i woke up the other day and i thought now is the time. Like it wasn't the time back then. I didn't have, we didn't have this Zoom technology in place. We didn't have this online community in place. I didn't feel like I could perform any kind of undertaking, like having a weekly variety show like I wanted to do back then. And, but now like the timing lined up and I said, let's do this. And I, I turned to the people around me and I said, let's do this. And everybody said, yes, let's do this. And so I, I would like to say, and I'd love to hear any of your thoughts about it too, that for anybody out there who has been thinking about doing something and hasn't gotten it done yet, but your heart keeps, you keep, there, it just keeps tugging at you to do it. Um, there, there's something to say about timing. You, you know, wait till the timing is right. Um, but of course, 
the main focus here is never, never turn a deaf ear to it. Always pay attention to it when your heart is telling you to do something. Um, that's, it, it means a lot. It's very important, important, excuse me. I wanted to be a writer for a long, long time and wanting to be something is great. Uh, I never put a plan together, never actually sat down and did it. Uh, COVID was actually a, a benefit and a blessing to me personally, because I couldn't go out, couldn't go anywhere. We had nothing to do. So I said, all right, fine. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and just start writing and nobody's going to read it, whatever. But I did the thing and I set, set that time and said, I'll, I'll write 15 minutes a night. Don't care. I'm going to do the thing. You know, you talk about when the timing, there's never the right time. Nothing ever aligns. Make the thing happen. Do the thing. Doesn't matter what the thing is. Do the thing. Uh, people come to me all the time about an acting career because it's what I did. And they're like, oh, should I do this? Should I not? Do you want to? Yes. Then go do it. You can. Oh, well, there's never an opportunity. Create an opportunity. Paul, you're, you are an example to all of those people out there that say, I can't do the thing. You are creating opportunities for yourself and for the people around you through from thin air. Anyone can do it. Yeah, and I think a common mistake that we make is we, in our minds, start to think that we someday, someday, and we forget that our hearts are going to stop at some point, and we never know when that's going to be. So while we have this opportunity, why not take advantage? And it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't like Darren just mentioned, like he wanted to do an epic thing and, but it's intimidating when you put that much pressure on you, but just take little bites, first steps. Um, But how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. (laughs) My dad always said, um, he always taught me the old saying, whether you think you can or you think you can't you are right. He never said it like that. But when I would be like, Oh, my God, I could never do that. He was like, you're right. And I was like, Henry Ford said that. Yes, yes. So he taught me that. But in a way that he would just be like, Yeah, you're right. Or if I would be like, I really want to do that. He was like, Yeah, you can do the thing. Whatever the thing is, do it. Do the thing. I love it. And that's, that can be something that is like a like a hobby goal like creative goal. Like, you know, when I set out to make this podcast, it's not to change my life because <laughs> there's all this money in podcasts. <laughs> you're not, you're not starting a, an acting workshop because you want to get rich. Um, you're doing it because you, your heart wants to, and it is uh, something, uh, an expressive way to feel like fulfilled and like you, you're actually doing something with your talent and, and your passion. Um, So there is the creative side of it, but there is also, and I want to hear, uh, I asked Darren to tell a very specific story today because there is also the professional side of that. Um, we have to work to earn money and like that becomes our life. A lot of, a lot of us will spend more time with our coworkers than our family members. And, uh, you start to weigh the pros and cons of certain jobs and careers because of the effect that it'll have on your heart and your, what you feel like is your true purpose in being here. And so I actually asked Darren if he would share a story with us today about from his own life. So um, years ago, and I'm talking now, probably almost 10 years ago now, um, I was on the road all the time, 
all the, all the, all the, all the time. And, and what I used to say to myself was, well, I need to, I need to be a provider. Uh, I need to make money. I need to work. And the only way that I'm going to provide is if I, if I maximize how, how I'm working. So I'm going to do the thing that makes the most money all the time. And that's how I'm providing. And, you know, I was, I was doing well in that. I set out a goal and I did the thing that I set out to do. Unfortunately, I forgot about everything else that was important. Um, and when somebody would say to me, hey, what, what is your job? What do you do? I would tell them my, my role in a company. So I was on the road and I was in one of the, you know, Aki uh, states. I forget which one. One of them that ends in Aki, I forget. And um, I am, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm getting onto an elevator of all things. And a song comes on. And it was Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. And I'm in an elevator going up, up an elevator and I just start bawling because I know all the words. And I literally realized in that moment how much of my heart was being taken away by trying to provide or be what I thought I should be. I called up my boss. I said, hey, this is, you know, we're, we're going to make a change for me. Uh, I'm getting off the road. I'm going to find another job. Two months later, was in a different job, took a huge, huge pay cut to do it, uh, changed my whole life, started doing shows with my family, shows with my kids, started creating with them, going, being backstage, being at all their events, all of that, because my priorities were wrong. And then when, once I did that, I started to realize I had more space to not just be with my family, but to do things with my family. I couldn't open up a studio with my wife if I hadn't made this change. I couldn't have done several, several shows with my kids, directed a show where my daughter was the assistant director, my son was in it, my wife was a choreographer. I couldn't do any of those things if I hadn't reprioritized my life. And my life is so much better. And all I lost was a little bit of money. Who cares? It doesn't matter. I don't miss that money. I would miss that time. And you can't, you can't take the money with you. No, no. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. So that song has, has always had that place for me. And, uh, yeah. So there you go. Cats in the Cradle. And anytime I tell somebody that knows the song, like, oh yeah, yeah, that song. I have so much respect for you for making that change. And, just am in awe of people like you who are brave enough to make those, those tough choices uh, when it can be scary. It can be terrifying. I'm sure you had sleepless nights, but the, the memories that your children have growing up will, can't be replaced by the money you're making. Well, and, and I tell people, cause I said, I, when people ask me what I do, I would tell them the, the role I had. When they ask me now, I say, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. That's my job. Everything else supports that. Wow. Beautiful, man. Yep. And would you mind performing a song for us? I guess. <laughs> I'm here. Might as well. We shift gears just to since, do the Since art, we're here, we might as well do a song, right? Arts and entertainment side of it. Uh, what tune would you like to perform? I'm thinking maybe. I don't know. There's so many to choose. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and do "Cats in the Cradle" if you don't mind, ladies and gentlemen. Darren Ingram.
My child arrived just the other day. Said, came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for a new it. And as he grew, he'd say, "I'm gonna be like you, Dad. You know I'm gonna be like you." And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. My son turned ten just the other day. He said, "Thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw?" I said, "Not today. I got a lot to do." He said, "That's okay." And he he walked away, but his smile never did, and said, "I'm gonna be like him, yeah. You know, I'm gonna be like him." <laughs> and the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. Yeah, gonna have a good time then. Well, he came from college just the other day. So much like a man, I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile, "What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys. See you later. Can I have them, please?" And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, Dad. Gonna have a good time then. I've long since retired. My son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said I'd like to see you if you don't mind. He said I'd love to, Dad, if I could find the time. You see, my new job's a hassle and the kids have the flu, but it's sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's been sure nice talking to you. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me. He grown up just like me. My boy was just like me. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when. We'll get together then. Dad, gonna have a good time then. As performed live, live, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you got me. Give it up song. for Darren Ingram. You know, um, Naomi in the chat here says, "No one on their deathbed says, I wish I spent more time at work.' Family is way more important." Mm -hmm. And Darren is a living, breathing example of that. And 
Ah, uh, it's an amazing story. It was an amazing move that you made, and you are an amazing man, sir. And I'm I am humbled to it because my life is better for because of them. And the decision is easy in retrospect. Mm. Well, throughout life, we have uneasy, uneasy decisions to make, difficult decisions to make, but uh, we always have to weigh in what feels right. They call it, what is it, cognic, cognitive dissonance when mm. you, you, you can tell you need to make a change just because you feel that, that dissonance. Um, Wendy, have you ever experienced anything like that? A little bit. Mine is on the other side of it. Hmm. Um, I talk a lot about my dad, Buddy Walker, and he was a fantastic man. And his job, he was in search and rescue with the Air Force. So his job was literally rescuing people, a real life superhero. He saved lives for a living. But also part of that, he would leave on missions and he couldn't tell us where he was going. Hmm. So he would tuck me in <clears throat> and say, I have to leave. And I always, as a little kid, would it became like a running joke. And I would say, <clears throat> is it because you're going to the moon? And then he would calculate <laughs> how long it would take to get to the moon and then say, you know what? I'm not going to the moon. I, I can't go without you. And so I never, we never knew where he was going. We didn't know when he was coming back, but that was all part of the part of the magic or we, we understood his job. Um, my mom and dad got divorced when I was little, I was five or six. And, uh, so I would fly back and forth and my life with my dad, which is why I talk about him so much was my heart, my everything. And then I would fly home. And, um, what I don't talk a lot about is that life was pretty terrible. Um, and as the years went by, it got more terrible. So one year I had flown home and things were really bad. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. I I don't know what to do. I, my heart is lost. And so I picked up the phone and back then I would have to call collect. And also I only talked to Buddy Walker on Sundays. There were rules with the custody. So this was a Monday late morning. I picked up the phone, dialed direct, and Buddy Walker was uh, picked up the phone, thank goodness. And I was so scared, but it was my only hope. And I just mumbled, somehow said, can I live with you? And <laughs> him being in search and rescue, he said, <clears throat> Wendy, listen to me very carefully. It's 11.30 a.m. your time. Continental Airlines Flight 715 leaves Colorado Springs at 1.15. It's a 45-minute drive. Do not pack a suitcase. Put some favorite things in a backpack. Anything you need, I will provide for you. I will have a car waiting to pick you up at Mary's house, which was about five doors down, super smart, in 10 minutes. I can get you on that flight. And I, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. I, I grew 10 feet tall and I said, um, it's all right. A week, 
I can say goodbye to my friends. Give me a week. And then being in search and rescue and uh, still being in Liam Neeson mode, he said, I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to answer me like you're talking about the weather. And I said, okay. He said, are you alone? And I said, no. And he goes, okay, how is, how are you? Are you safe? And I said, um, you know, there, it was so stormy earlier and it was really bad, but, um, it's beautiful blue skies right now. And, um, but like, I, I think a, a big storm is on the way. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, within two days, I was on a plane and I may as well have been flying to the moon. I was a million miles away and I was safe. So, um, I have tried to do the song twice and when I do it, I just sob and I say, it's because it reminds me of my dad. And I never like told the story why it reminds me of my dad, but, um, yeah, we lost him in 2020 and I am so happy for the times that we had. And even later on, he knows, he knows he saved my life with me making that phone call, just saying my heart, this is not where my heart is. My heart is with you. And like Darren Ingram, he said immediately, yes, I'm changing everything. I'm changing my life. And when he would go on his missions, I had his friends that I would stay with. And I had, I had a great time and my life became everything that it is now. And now I get to hang out with you guys. That is an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that. Oh my gosh, you wrecked me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a tough one. But if you ever saw the movie Interstellar, mm. I was shocked when I saw that movie because the dad-daughter relationship is so me and my dad, like he taught me about quantum physics and parallel universes and everything. And he, I always said that he was going to the moon or going to a different planet. And um, so, yeah, we watched that movie together and it's pretty cool if you've ever seen Interstellar, but that's the reason that I I'm constantly talking about Buddy Walker. Buddy he, Walker was phenomenal and honestly to to be honest he's never heard the song he probably would not want me doing the song he would want me doing over the rainbow that's what he would always say wendy sing over the rainbow have you ever heard wendy sing over the rainbow over the but i don't know the song just kind of and i don't have much of a voice so i'm just gonna sing it very soft and it's from a movie called her and it has nothing to do with the story that i just told yeah. um it's a guy who falls in love with like an AI. <laughs> well, I I can't wait to hear the song and I just can't thank you enough for sharing that that very very personal story. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It's it's not one that I share publicly a lot, but now you know. Congratulations on having the courage to take such a huge risk and follow your heart in such a huge way. And how cool that he was like Search and rescue. Rescue operation. Rescue my daughter. Baby <laughs> and he girl. did. Yeah. What's the, what is the song called? It's just called The Moon Song. The Moon Song. 
All right, here's uh, Wendy Walker performing live on Cove Podcast. This is from the movie Her. Yes. All right, here we go. song but literally i was i heard the song and i was like oh that was me on the plane and just looking out at the moon and that's what mm, i don't know someone hand me a handkerchief please it i almost got through it this time (laughs) you sure did you did it beautifully absolutely beautifully and that touch of emotion just puts a nice little pin on it thank you for sharing that story in that song and as we share all kinds of thoughts and entertainment here on the podcast, uh, producer Craig Jackman, I believe, has prepared a poem along the theme. What is the poem and how does it fit the theme? Okay. Well, yeah. I, it, what was neat is when I searched uh, for this, there's a lot of different kinds of poems with this particular subject. And I wanted to find the right one um, because both uh, what both Darren and Wendy have shared with us. I don't know why it, it, this works. It really, really does. You guys, thank you so much. You must've been sending some good vibes out because the poem I found from hellopoetry.com is by a gentleman, JJ, Sa- JJ Saunders, S O N D E R S. I couldn't find anything about him per se, but when I read the poem, it fits so perfectly with today's uh, topic because the poem is literally titled, Follow Your Heart. Oh. Well, 
Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Craig Jackman performing J.J. Saunders' poem, poem, Follow Your Heart. Right, left, right, left, right, left, right. We walk this path from day to night. Front to back and side to side, these blinders keep us calm inside. Inside, a beat that we walk to. What does that beat mean to you to pump the blood that keeps you well? Or does it prolong your living hell? If that beat began to slow until they said there was no flow, then all the things that were ahead would vanish with the words, he's dead. If you could no longer look him in the eye, the younger you just might cry and ask you why you didn't even try to be that motorcycle guy. It's too bad, but it seems to be. Dreams have become idiocracy, full of no's and won'ts and can'ts, because you bought some big boy pants. And with them on you, choose to be the you that lacks originality. To take yourself so seriously defines a loss of dignity. So sold on how these things must go, you photocopy the status quo. Embrace all that you can call you. The fun, the weird, the nerdy too. Let it pour out, out of your soul, onto a canvas. Break the mold. Until the day when you decide to let your heart shine from inside and be the you that lives with ease, accept the flaws, the insecurities, you will walk down those same streets, a miracle stripped to a monotonous beat. So look within to find that passion. It's up to you to take the action. Just believe. Call this the start. Just believe. Follow your heart. Perfect. Just perfect for the theme. Wow. And what an interpretation by Craig Jackson <sighs> of J.J. Saunders. Follow your heart. Thank you. It just, it, you can see where, I mean, both these stories Wendy's yeah. and Darren's and everybody who's listening. It just so encapsulated in that poem. And so for, beautiful. My, for my song, I'm going to, we're going to finish the show with a, a song that I'm going to do. It totally ties in. It's called extraordinary magic. I'll let Craig do the official introduction of it. And, but basically it's, a singer, one of my favorite singer songwriters writing uh, to his child who was just born uh. and uh, any parent I think who hears it can totally connect with just trying to get to relay this message and get it through to your children that that is the most important thing wow. is living in a way that, in which you let your heart guide you. And the magic that's inside you and the magic in that power move of saying yes to your heart. And I think, of course, with Darren's story and Wendy's story, that was so, so present is the love of a parent 
one of the things that really changed it for me, and I say this a lot, is uh, I'm the example, right? I'm the example I want my son to try to be, and I'm the example my daughter sees when she looks at what a man should be. I'm the first example. And if I'm not doing the thing, if I'm not trying anymore, if I've given up on my dreams, if I've given up on the things that I think make me feel like I'm alive again, all I'm doing is showing him that's the way to go. And at the same time, if I'm not spending time with him and if I'm not bringing him along to every journey and trying to lift him up for his dreams, that's also the example I'm showing him of how to be a father if I'm not doing those things. So the life changes is super simple when you have the perspective of you're the example for your kids. I, I agree. And we can do a whole, we should do a whole other episode on parenting and leading by example. Maybe we'll, we'll put that on the docket, but that is such a great observation and what a, what a wise way to, to live your life and raise your children, Darren. You're amazing, dude. No, man, I fart like everybody else. It's all good. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> all right. Thanks for, for giving me a minute to compose myself. Producer Craig, tell us about this tune. Well, you kind of introed it uh, a little bit, but uh, the information I found about it is now this was described in the Missouri Baptist University uh, website, MBU t timeline um, by Madison House. And she said about this song, this is a simple song, holding the sweet message that people have a unique and almost magical glow within them that only people from an outside perspective can see. Almost everyone you meet in life will have a unique spark and sparkle. Now, his album, Magic, from which this song comes from, debuted at number one on the Billboard Americana Folk Albums chart in 2018. And in fact, uh, this is a song is from the person who went on to win the grand prize in the pop category of the John Lennon songwriting contest in 2006. So there's pedigree to this song. As Paul had in indicated, this is Ben Rector's Extraordinary Magic, as sung by Paul Carcanilla. Thank you, Craig. You won't believe it Strange as it sounds Extraordinary magic Follows you around And the camera can't catch it you won't see it in the mirror If I say, look behind you You turn around, it disappears But I see it, I see it I swear I do, I see Extraordinary magic in you Out of thin air you appeared in my life Like a burst of technicolor 
In a world of black and white When my heart was locked inside a box You reached inside And now I see my future When I look into your eyes I see it, I see it I swear I do, I see Extraordinary magic in you And I know miracles happen Who cares what they say Cause love's nothing short of a miracle Happening over and over every day. So I'll keep my eyes open, awed and amazed. And if you start to doubt it, I'll remind you of the million ways I see it, I see it I swear I do, I see Extraordinary magic in you So much. Wow. Uh, what beautiful. an honor it is to know you find people. So glad I found you guys. Uh, and how about the fact that you just put like a theme out there and we all just went like heart. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all about family. Like that's. That's funny. I cannot thank you humans enough for being here and doing this being on the podcast and and being in my life uh not just the three people on the screen i'm looking at but everybody out in the chat everybody who's listening if you're a new podcast subscriber if you've been with vodacity from day one i appreciate you uh i love that you're here and and that you i'm honored that you would uh, spend your time with us Thank you, producer Craig Jackman. Thank you, Wendy Walker. Thank you, Darren Ingram. This family, I hope it continues to grow and that we never lose touch. And uh, you all just mean the world to me. And you are my whole heart. Love you guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us spread the word. We're a brand new show and all recommendations help immensely and are greatly appreciated. If you can think of someone in your life who might appreciate this, a friend, a coworker, please tell them about it. Personal recommendations are vital for the growth of new podcasts. And we just thank you so much for even considering it. 
And of course, thank you for listening to this one. It was a pleasure to introduce you to Jaren and Wendy. I'm so excited for you to meet more of my Vodacity family and our Cove community throughout the premiere season of this podcast. Next episode, we'll meet Judy Prestonincy, who worked for almost seven months on James Cameron's 1997 epic Hollywood classic, Titanic. You know I love it, but no matter how you feel about that film, I think you'll find her storytelling fascinating. We're going to talk about her experience, her published journal, and I'll introduce you to my wife, Jamie, for the first time here on Cove Podcast. So stay tuned. Episode three is available to listen to right now.